Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is the Retirement Ready Podcast with President and Founder Eric Peterson of Peterson Financial Group, Iowa's retirement specialists with an office in West Des Moines. It's time to make sure that you're retirement ready. We are going to continue on our conversation about the SECURE Act that passed in December and the things that are going to affect a lot of retirees and pre-retirees, which is our listening audience. We're going to now touch on some of the negative pieces, and there, there's some more positives as well. And it, again, like any legislation, uh, there's some there's some good and some bad to this stuff in here, and we're going to touch on really a big component, Eric, that's going to affect a lot of folks, and that is the elimination uh, of the stretch IRA. So I'm going to have you tell us what that was and then the elimination of it. And really, this was a, a useful tool for building kind of generational wealth when, uh, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of times people with those RMDs, they don't really need the money or they t- have to take them. And so you wind up wanting to leave a legacy to your kids. And the stretch was a great way to do that and build wealth. And that's going bye-bye. Well, absolutely. Um, and it's going to zero in on it's going to affect mainly the people with large balances in their accounts mm-hmm. or who one side always seems to be calling the wealthy, right? The wealthy are the people that, that did all the things you know, correct. They, they went without, they saved, they scrimped, they put money in their retirement plans so that when they retire, they'd have money to be able to you know, fulfill their dreams and goals and all those kinds of things. And you know, with increasing stock markets and, and being diligent about savings and looking for good opportunities, they've grown these accounts to quite a bit. And there might be money that they might not end up using. So I'd like to pass some of that on to their families. Well, before the SECURE Act passed, a non-spouse beneficiary, so a non-spouse is someone that's not your spouse. That's pretty easy, right? Your right. kids, right. you're a non-spouse beneficiary. Tell them that next time you're sitting around the dinner table. <laughs> they love that talk. <laughs> it's such loving talk. <laughs> or you're, you're, you're a non-deductible dependent now, right? I'm still paying for you, but I can't get a tax deduction for you. Okay, so... If you had leftover money, which which we find a lot of people end up in this environment, right? They've, they've done a good job saving. They have a nice IRA. They get to retirement. They figure they don't need as much. They find out they don't need as much as they thought they would. So they're only taking out what's required. And then they end up with leftover money. And so they pass that on to their, their non-spouses, their kids, let's say. Well, based on the old rules, those kids only had to pull out a percentage based on their life expectancy. So let's say that you were to pass away, and let's say you had a million dollars left in your retirement plans, okay, and you're leaving it to a non-spouse, let's say a child, and that child happens to be 60 years of old when you passed away. The way the old rules read was that they could take a RMD, required minimum distribution, they could change it to what's called an inherited IRA, and only have to pull an amount based on their age. Well, at a million dollars at age 60, all they had to pull out was $39,682 on a million. Gotcha. So that divisor at age 60 was 25.2. Okay, and that was their life expectancy. Twenty. Well, not really life expectancy because the inherited, they kind of morphed it a little bit. It's just an amount the government wants to take out. Now, the way the law reads is that they have to pull it out over 10 years. 
Now, they could do it in 10 installments. They could do it all in a lump sum. But let's say they want to defer it or do at least the 10-year payout. Well, 10% of a million dollars is $100,000. So, which is going to generate more tax revenue for the government. Right. 39682 or $100,000. Right, right. And that's really so, a lot of the, I think, of the push behind this, right? This is a great way for the government to generate some more tax revenue. Well, absolutely. And the government is always looking for more ways to generate tax revenue, mm-hmm. right? And so it, the thing is, they can get people behind it because who's it's really affecting? It's affecting people with large IRA balances. The thing is, people with large IRA balances over the past few years have taken steps to put in place certain ways to plan for this. There's been trust that they've been able to create, which allows the beneficiaries or even forces the beneficiaries to stretch it, which means it got to pull out over their lifetimes. And that was nice for a couple of reasons. One, it reduced the tax impact to the family on this, this large IRA. Secondly, it forced the kids to live within their means, so to speak. Right? Mm-hmm, right? Instead of dumping a million dollars on them, you're saying, hey, you're only going to get $40,000 this year and next year. You're going to get this money for the rest of your life, but it's forcing you to, to only play with that or use that amount of money as opposed to using this whole amount. And they spent a lot of money doing that. You know, the trusts are not cheap. They've gone through all these hoops, and now that's all been, you know, through the stroke of a pen, that's all been taken away from them. So the people out there that are saying, well, that's, you know, it's a first world problem. Yeah, but it's it's kind of nice when you've worked hard for something and you don't want it just to go to – you don't want the government to become a bigger beneficiary of your IRA than your children. Right. And, and, I, and, I th- and I, to your point, I think large account, you know, folks, it definitely is affecting them. But, I mean, it, it's still going to affect – it's across the board. So even if it was a $100,000, you know, account or, or a million-dollar account, it's the same rules are going to apply. So it still same, has – Same yeah. rules going to apply, yeah. yeah. Less tax impact, though. Sure, so smaller course. accounts, you know, it's not as detrimental on smaller accounts as it is on larger accounts. Right. Now – there are five exemptions to non-spouse beneficiaries that can still be able to do a stretch. Okay. Okay. Well, actually, funny thing is one of them is a surviving spouse. So the thing is a surviving spouse can always treat an IRA as their own. So they have two things. They can put it into an inherited IRA or they could treat it as a spousal IRA, which means just put it into their own IRA. And there's reasons to do both of those. Now, if you are under... 59 and a half and a spouse were to pass away this is something everyone listening wants to keep this in the back of their mind if you're let's say age 55 and your spouse unfortunately passes away you do not want to take their ira and put it to your own name because now you've increased your eligibility to get at that money without the additional tax penalty by four and a half years because you have to wait till 59 and a half now if it's an inherited IRA, you can take money out of that account, and all you do is pay ordinary taxes on it. You don't have that 10% tax penalty. So spouses can still do a stretch, and there's a reason to do that. It's really to avoid that 10% tax penalty until they've reached the age of 59 and a half. If you're over 59 and a half, it doesn't matter. Just go ahead and put it into your own name if you want to, in my opinion. Okay? Gotcha. Now, the other four are going to be minor children. Makes so sense. If, you, if you pass it to a minor, a minor can still follow under the stretch rules until they become the age of majority. That makes sense. If um, a disabled individual, so if you leave it to somebody disabled, they can stretch it. Now, the reason why being there is some disabled people are receiving compensation from the states or other government entities, right? So you don't want to mess that up. Chronically ill and then beneficiaries that are not more than 10 years younger than the IRA owner. Hmm. Okay. So that's kind of a unique one. Where that's going to really come into play is brothers and sisters. 
Gotcha. Okay, yeah. and we actually have this happen to some clients of ours. So if you're leaving, if you don't have anyone else to leave it to, let's say you don't have any family, and you want to leave it to your brother or sister, and they're only three years younger than you, well, guess what? That's within 10 years. They are eligible to stretch that. Okay, so really what they're zeroing in on, if you really kind of dive into this and look at it, and I can look at it differently than someone that's not in our world, right? Kind of like a doctor reading an x-ray. What I'm seeing is they're zeroing in just on the kids, okay? Because they're taking away the other people that might be left to. Spouses are out of there. Brothers and sisters are taken out of the equation, kind of. So it's just kind of zeroing in on the kids. Let's say the family, again, has, has you know saved and, and created this large IRA, and they know they're going to pass it on their kids, and they're planning on the stretch IRA. Even in our class, we do an example of this, how the stretch IRA could take a $100,000 IRA and turn it into like $1.4 million by the stretch provision. That's all gone away. So the government clearly is looking at these, licking its chops, and going, hey, this is a great way to generate taxable revenue. Because if you study people that have large IRAs, most of the time, their children are successful, too, and they are in a higher tax bracket as well, which means they're going to be paying, you know, 24 to 32% on every dollar that they're going to take out, and they got yeah. to take it out over 10 years. So, yeah, yeah it, gives, it gives some things, the Secure Act, I like the you know, RMD at 72, but taking away that stretch, I think, was a, was a disservice to people that have done a good job saving, but... You know, hey, they gotta they gotta generate revenue some way. So just some other workarounds you have to you have to take into consideration, and that, and that kicks into place too. Same thing, right? With the uh, RMDs, it's starting if you basically deaths after the thirty first of nineteen. So if someone passes away this year, that falls into place. If they've just passed away at the end of last year, I believe it's grandfathered as well, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. as long as it's at the current twenty nineteen, you still you still abide by the old rules. Yeah, gotcha. So everything creates um, planning opportunities. So. What if the stretch is not going to be there, then you have to come up with some other ways you can help if you want to pass money on to your children. And that's where the use of other tools may come into into play. So for our clients, we're looking at, okay, how can we leave money to the kids that they're not going to be, you know, subject to such high taxation on and give them some opportunities to do more creative things when they take the money out? All it takes is planning, you know, just because they come up with this rule doesn't mean you just have to sit there and take it, Right. You can navigate now. You can move to different ways to help avoid how this may impact you. So all it takes is somebody that knows what they're doing. And so that's what we are very good at here at Peterson Financial Group is how can we help your family, you succeed, your family succeed with this hard-earned money that you've put away for retirement? How can we insulate it from the ravages of taxation, from market risk, and from the impact of losing a spouse? How can we generate income? How can we give you those golden years back so when you approach retirement, you can you know, jump into it with both feet and be happy and content as opposed to being nervous and anxious. You've been listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what you've heard on today's podcast and would like to schedule a complimentary retirement readiness review with Eric Peterson and the team at Peterson Financial Group, call now. 515-226-1500 is the number to dial. That's 515-226-1500. They are Iowa's retirement specialists and standing by to help you achieve your financial and retirement goals. Want to ask a question online? Visit the team at askericpeterson.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Ready Podcast, making sure that you're retirement ready.
Peterson Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies every day using a variety of insurance and investment products to meet their specific goals. We are not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. The information presented is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of securities or investment strategies. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining values. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Investment advisory services offered through Peterson Financial Group, Inc., a registered investment advisor.